Father. Come on, come on. How many are glad there's a father? I'm so grateful. You know, I can understand. I have four children. I have three grandchildren. And when they come to me, they don't say, oh, great omnipotent, uh, uh, the one who lives at 10 Murfield, the one who uh, 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 has bought popsicles and everything. No, they say, Papa. Come on, how many of you know? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be embarrassing? You go to your parent. Oh, daddy. Oh, the, the one who, uh, 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 you know, I need a new car. The one who owns all the cars. The one who. It's amazing how sometimes we approach God. And I like the way it says it in the Message Bible. It says, listen to what he said. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs. And advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. How many of you learn you can't bribe God? Sometimes we think, listen to me. Listen to what he said. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you're dealing with. And he knows better than what he knows better than you what you need. With God like this, loving you, you can pray very simply like this. Our Father in heaven. Reveal who you are. I like that. You know, I want to tell you, because when you get an understanding that God is your father, you can talk to him just the way you talk to someone. How many know he loves you? And when you realize how much he loves you, he's not waiting to judge you. He's not waiting to punish you. How many know he already put that on Jesus? Aren't you glad that he put on Jesus the sins of us all so that now we can have relationship with him? How many are glad that we can walk right into the presence of God? The Bible says, therefore, having boldness to enter in by the blood of Jesus, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. I want you to know, I don't hesitate. I run into the presence of God. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, it reminds me. I mean, you, you know, you, you know, when children are young and they, they, they see you and they come running and I want to just jump into your home. How I many you know that's the we ought, we ought, we ought to be that way with God. Father, here I am. I love you. I'm coming running to you. And so prayer is a love relationship. And when you understand that God is good, that he ain't going to, when you ask for bread, he's not going to give you a snake. Oh, come on, somebody say amen. I'm on, when he, come on, he's he not going, he's not trying to trick you. He's not trying to put something on you. He's not going to give you a brick. I want you to know, he who, be, the Bible says, we are evil, know how to give good gifts to our children. How much more? Say how much more? Will the Heavenly Father give good things? Say good things to those who love Him. Good seeing you, Violetta. Come on, let's thank God for a good father. Come on, come on, let's say all over this place, thank God that you got a good, good father. You might have, you know, Mr. Tell me, some of us, you may have had a natural father, and he may have not always been the right person. He may have not always represented God, but I want you to know, you have a heavenly father who loves you, who, who thinks the world of you. He sees, he sees treasure on the inside of you. He, he saw you so valuable that you were worth dying for. You were worth giving his, listen, he was worth, the Bible says that God loved you so much that even when you were in sin, Christ 
died for you. That's the kind of God we're talking about, a God who loves you infinitely. I want you to know, when you get a revelation that he loves me so much, he made me, he loved me. Listen, when I'm not even, when I'm not doing right, he still loved me. When you understand the love of God, it changes everything. It changes everything about prayer. I'm amazed at how some people pray. I'm convinced they're not sure that God loves them by the way they sometimes people pray. But when you're convinced that you, there's a God who loves you, how many know it changes everything? And thirdly, and this is where I want to pick up this morning. And he said, when you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven. I'm reading Matthew's version so much. I don't, let, me, let me read it for the sake of the text. So somebody said, well, that's not on the Bible, what I'm reading. Luke, Luke chapter 11, put it back on the screen. Let, let's read it. Come on. Luke chapter 11. He said, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. There you go. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Now, Matthew's version is probably the version that most all of us have learned. I could probably remember learning the Lord's Prayer as we learned it probably from two to three years old. I can remember all my life praying. Many of you grew up in a similar tradition as me. You learned how to pray to our Father. I can say, Our Father, which art in heaven, I'll be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Lord. We had to pray it fast because we couldn't... <laughs> How many of you learn to pray like that? Come on, how many of you be honest with it? And the reality is, it's not a prayer. Jesus said, this is how you ought to pray. And so this morning, if you and I are going to grow in, in learning how to have a devoted life of prayer, it is so essential that we learn how to pray because here, here's my point number three. If you want to uh, have a devoted life, you got to learn how to pray in accordance with his will. Jesus said, this then is how you should pray. I want you to know, God doesn't hear every prayer. A lot of people pray, but they pray in vain. Just like Jesus said of these, the, the people in, the, in his day. There are many people who pray, but listen, but God is not hearing that prayer. Some prayers don't, bond, don't, don't go higher than the ceiling. Why? Because they pray according to their own uh, motive, greed, desire. Listen what James says in the book of James. This is what he said. Listen, James chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. You want something, but you don't get it. You kill and you covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight, and you do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you might spend what you get on your own pleasure. Anybody beside me ever wanted something so bad you tried to bribe God? Oh, God, God, uh, listen, Lord, I, I, I want this. Lord, if this is, anybody ever did this? Lord, you know, Lord, if, if you don't want me to have it, uh, uh, no, it's, it's son, Lord, if you don't want me to have it, just let it rain today. But if it don't rain, Lord, I Come on, be honest. We try to manipulate God. We, we try to trick God. We try, oh, God, come. anybody ever did that beside me? Come on. So I want to I wanna share with you. One of the greatest revelations you'll ever get is learning how to pray. How many of you believe that Jesus knew how to pray? 
And in these verses, he's telling us how to pray. And so I want to share with you, I call it the five S's of prayer, or, the, or just things that you and I need to know when it comes to learning how to pray. The first thing that Jesus did, and you and I did it this morning, he said, first of all, prayer requires giving God a sacrifice of praise. See, prayer is, first of all, God word, not, not man word. And sometimes we so focus on us, we can't get into the heaven. See, that's what praise and worship do. Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Listen to me. If you and I are going to learn how to pray effectively, we're going to have to learn how to begin to hallow his name. We're going to have to learn how to give God a sacrifice. And this is why I say a sacrifice is because sometimes you don't feel like it. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11. It's on your handout. Hebrews chapter, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Through Jesus. Come on, let's read it together. Say, through Jesus. Therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Now, let me just give you an understanding. To the, to the Jewish mind... You could not come to God without bringing a sacrifice. The way you entered into God, the way you had a relationship to God, the way you talked to God is you had to bring a sacrifice. They had to bring a bull, a lamb, a goat. If you was too poor, you brought a turtle dove. And so they always had to bring something because they knew that the only way you could get to God, there had to be blood shed. So they shed blood of an innocent animal. And through the blood of an innocent animal, they could walk right in and they could have fellowship and they could talk to God. But how many know the blood of bulls and goats could never ever take away sin but how many thank God for Jesus come on somebody say Jesus come on they sung that just talk just mention the name Jesus come on there's power in the name of Jesus there's healing in the name of Jesus there's deliverance in the name of Jesus there's provision in the name of Jesus how many know because of what Jesus is doing everything we need is in the name of Jesus somebody give God a praise right now come on And prayer is always start, it's heavenward. Sometimes we so focus on our need. And Jesus said, when you pray, it's not about you, it's about God. It's about focusing on Him. Because it's not about you getting what you want. It's about you learning how to submit to what God wants. Can I have an amen? And one of the greatest things that you and I can learn to do is to give God a sacrifice of praise. The Bible says in Psalms 103, we enter his gates with thanksgiving. Say thanksgiving. We, we, enter, his, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and we enter his courts with praise. Can anybody, you love God so much, you're willing to give God just a crazy praise for about 30 seconds. Anybody you're willing? Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, give God. God, I love you. Oh, listen to it. That's what, Father, we praise you. God, we thank you. God, you're worthy of all our praise. God, you're so good to us. Lord, you're better than we've been to ourselves. You are a healer. God, you're my deliverer. Can you give God a praise in all? Somebody give him a praise. Come on, can you, five more seconds. Can you give God a praise? Oh, God, we love you. God, we adore you. You've been so good to me. Our Father, which are in heaven, holy is your name. Your name is to be worshipped. Your name is to be honored. God, you're all that and plus some. We love you. Come on, give him another praise all over this place. Yeah. Oh, come on, give praise him. Come on. 
Where my keyboard player? Come on, give God a praise right now. Listen to me. We're praying right now. Come on, come on. I want to know this is the kind of prayer that moves the heart of God when we bless his name. Bless his name. Come on, bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. I say bless his name. Bless his name. When you and I bless his name. Oh, I, love, I want you to know he loves when you and I bless him. When we tell him how good he is. Oh, God, you're all that. God, you've been good. You're my healer. You're my deliverer. God, you're the one who, who cleansed all my sins. God, you're my provider. We just call on the name of Jesus. Come on, help me call on the name of Jesus. There's power in the name. There's forgiveness in the name. Healing in the name. Oh, God, you took away all my shame. You took away all my guilt. God, I thank you that I'm accepted. God, I thank you that I've been adopted. I thank you that you're my, you're my father. Oh, come on. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy. I want to tell you, we've been adopted into his family. We didn't deserve it. Imagine God saw you without hope, without Christ, and he came along and he said, I want you, I want you, I want you to be a part of my family. And he adopted you in his family. You didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. You couldn't buy your way, but he paid a price for you. He said, whatever the cause, whatever the cause, I said, whatever the cause, I'll buy that one. Whatever the cause, I'll pay the price. I'll pay the price. The average cost of a, the average cost of an adoption in America is today about twenty-five thousand. But God looked at you, and He realized that you are worth more than twenty-five thousand. You're worth more than anything. You couldn't be purchased with money. That's how valuable you are. All the gold in Fort Knox couldn't buy you. you you're worth more than that. God said, the only thing that, that's worth you is the blood of my son. And so when he had exhausted everything, he said, they're worth it. Son, would you go die for them? That's how much they mean to me. That's how much they mean to me. All the gold and the silver couldn't buy you. The Bible said we've not been redeemed or we've not been purchased with gold and silver, but with the precious blood of Jesus. Let's thank him that he loved us so much. Come on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I want you to know I, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling you, I feel his presence in this place. I want that something happens when we begin to praise his name. Something happens when we bless him. I want you to know that's what he loves. You see, when you get into the presence, you don't forget about your problem. You get so focused on God. And you see, that's the first and the most important part of prayer. When you, God already know your problem. We think we got to tell all the, God all the details. He already know the detail. He already know everything. He said, if you just focus on me, focus on loving me, 
I'll take care of the rest. Come on, let's give him some praise all over this place. Oh, yes. I love him. Come on. I love you, Jesus. Yeah, come on, come on, help me. Help me, help me, help me. Come on. I love you, Jesus. Come on. I worship and adore you. Come on, help me, help me, help me. Yeah. Come on. That I... Oh, y'all got it. Come on. Y'all got it. Come on, come on, come on. Say it one more time. Come on. Say it. I love you, Jesus. Come on. Come on, tell it to Jesus. I worship. One more time. Come on, say it with me. Say, I love you, Jesus. Come on. Give him some praise all over. Come on, come on. Come on. Now listen to that. Y'all just been praying for five minutes and you didn't even realize it. See how prayer becomes a delight? You see when you begin to focus on God, how all of a sudden your heart becomes full and you begin to think of all he's done. You just hollered his name. That's what it means. You just honored him. You just adored him. You just declared, God, you're holy. You just declared, God, I love you. That's what worship means. God, I love you. And when you love on God, I want you to know it touches the heart of a God. It touches the heart of God. You done went right in His presence. You see, you don't even want to sit down right now. You just want to keep worshiping because, you see, you don't find, oh, God, it feels good in your presence. You might have came in one way, but when you begin to bless Him, oh, I want to tell you, and that's what God wants. He wants you and I to learn to bless Him. Come on, let's give Him another praise offer. Come on. I ain't going to finish today. I just feel we just need to bless Him a little more. Come on. Come on. I, I, I just, come on. I, I just feel we just need to bless Him this morning. I just, listen to me, I just sense from the Lord, for some, you know, God wants to give you a revelation of his love. Sometimes we even can come to church out of duty. Thank God, well, I, I, got, I got to go. No, but when you fall in love with him, it's no longer a duty, it's a delight. And that's what he wants. He wants us to fall in love with him, where God, it's because of you. You, it's you I love. It's you I adore. It's you I worship. See, prayer becomes altogether different when you're focusing on worshiping Him and loving Him. And the first and the greatest part of prayer is just loving God, a Father who loves you intimately, who loves you dearly, who, who, who wants the best for you. He wants the best for you. He doesn't always give us what we want, but He gives us what we need. See, He's a good Father. 
You don't give a two-year-old a vehicle because you know they'll destroy themselves with it. You know that it requires maturity. It requires certain things. The same with our God. And that's why we can worship Him because He always wants the best for us. He's a perfect in all His ways. He's perfect in all His ways. I say He's perfect in all His ways. Oh, I want to tell you, He's a good guy. Come on, let's thank Him one more time. Can I cover just one more? Can I cover just one more? Just co- I want to cover one more. Y'all can just stay up here because I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to cover one more. We will cover the rest. But here, here's, here's the second S of prayer. The second S of prayer. I'm going to take just a few more minutes. The second S of prayer. We say the first aspect of prayer is this giving God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. We enter his courts with thanksgiving. We, 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 we enter his courts with praise. And when we learn to praise him, that's what moves the heart of God. I want to tell you, it's amazing. You know, I get caught up. I'm just in my own personal prayer life. I've learned to I take a journal, and I just start writing out how I'm grateful. How I'm so thankful for God. I don't earn it. I don't deserve it. But I just begin to tell him, God, how much I love you. And I just get caught up right there. But the second aspect of prayer involves surrender. Put surrender. This is the hardest part of prayer. Because you and I have a will of our own. We have desires of our own. And sometimes our desires scream louder than God's word. Sometimes our desires scream louder and we want what we want. Even if we know it's not the will of God. Sometimes, especially, we can grow up in church. Well, I know what the Bible says, but I know I want this. And I've learned that the hardest aspect of prayer is the prayer of surrender. And that's why he says, pray, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer is not you telling God what you want, but prayer is surrendering to his plan, his agenda, what he wants. How many know the Bible says our ways are not his ways? Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Isaiah 55 says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are God's ways different and higher than my ways. My my mind can never compute, can never figure out the mind of God. So that's why one of the most important aspects of prayer is the aspect of surrendering, saying, God, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus said, if you hold on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you lose your life for me, you'll find it. Prayer involves you and I surrendering our plans, surrendering our will to God. I want you to know that that, that's not always easy. It's surrendering our agendas to God. It's surrendering our desires to God, saying, God, I know this is what I want. But, Lord, not what I want, but, Lord, what you want. And when we come to that place of surrender, I want you to know that's where God meets us. I want you to know that, listen to me, the Bible says, in 1 John 5, 14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask in accordance with his will, say his will, he hears us, and if we know that he, he hears us, listen, if we ask according to his will, he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. You know, that is one of the greatest promises in all the Bible. 
But I want you to know, I've learned when I surrender to his will. Here's the thing that I've learned. God's will is always good. Say God's will is always good. Say God's will is always best. And God's will is always right. See, the problem we get into is sometimes we think we can, we can, we're smarter. Sometimes we think we know what we want more than what God, but no, listen to God made you. He know who's best for you. See, listen to, and I want to speak to some of the young people. Sometimes we, we so want to mate, we want to, we, sometimes the one we choose is not the one God chooses. See, it got quiet, real quiet right there. And so often we get in trouble because we, want, we don't want to surrender our plans to God. Sometimes it's not the one, but sometimes it's the timing of God. Because it's just as important to know the time of God as the, as the, as the, as the, right, per, the right person or thing that God wants. We can get out of the will of God. And so it's so important to know the timing and the will of God for our lives. I want you to know there was, a, there was things that I... And, and here's a, a clear example. In 1981, one, no, I started Shell, 1983. 1983, on, I think I was on the 13th floor of One Shell Square working for Shell Oil Company. And uh, I had a, a real, God spoke to me in a real way as I read his word. The primary way God speaks to us is as we read the Bible. And I was reading Romans chapter 4. And God began to speak to me out of those verses. Just as he called Abraham. And the Bible said just as Abraham called those things as be not as though they are. And, he, and against hope he believed in hope that he would become a father of many nations. He says. And so the Bible. God began to speak to that. He said Neil I've called you. And I said. And listen to me. And that was in 1983, and man, that was so exciting. God, you, you, you mean me, and I, and I was in my office, and I just began to weep because it was God speaking to me through his word. But here was a mistake. I, I was ready to go out right then. I was recently married, and, and uh, I want to tell you, uh, I would have been a mess had I tried to start out with God wanting me in 1983. There was, that was, I, that was 84. My wife reminded me, 84. But here's what happened. I got married, and God will sometimes speak to us, but sometimes the plan and the purpose of God requires testing and proving. How many of you know, I thought I was ready to preach uh, when God began to deal with me in 1984, it was. But how many of you know, I was nowhere ready. But I thought I was. And here's what happened. God put my life on a shelf for the next 11 years. It was as though God was bringing me through one refining fire after another. You know, you can be the best husband when you're not married. You know, yeah, that's why, be dangerous when somebody who ain't married trying to give you all advice about how, what it means to be married. Isn't it amazing how sometimes folks, ain't, ain't, they, ain't live, they ain't been married, but they want to tell you all everything about how to be married. Or even worse, is somebody, listen, we, we, my wife and I was at my, my class reunion, and this man, uh, I knew he came up to me, and he had a book, and he, it, was, it was a book on marriage, and he, it was about how, how to have a wonderful marriage, and, and he, how many times do you think he'd been married? He'd been married four times. <laughs> now, he won't give me advice about how to keep my wife, and he'd been married. 
But hear me. God wanted to do something in me. And that's why surrender is difficult. Do you know that, that God wanted to do a work in me? In the process of those 11 years, I had four children. And God wanted to teach me how to be a father because I wouldn't have a clue. You know, sometimes we think we, we know certain things, but I want you to know until you've been there, I, I read books about parenting. I used to tell people, uh, and, and when I run into the store about parenting, I, 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 when I would, let anybody beside me ever did anything like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, I, I had some relatives, had some uh, children that cut up so bad and say, oh, Lord, when I get children, they certainly ain't going to act like that. It's amazing how we can say all those things when we didn't have. And I want to tell you, then I had children. My first one, I want to tell you, listen, all that I preached, God made me eat humble pie. We went to the first family function, and I want to tell you, my daughter acted a fool. I want to embarrass me in front of all my relatives. Oh, I, it, I said, that ain't my child. But you see, it's one thing to think. You see, sometimes we think we know something. And I, I told everybody what, we, you know, what I was going to do and all that. But I want to tell you, God will sometimes bring you through some things. And so I'm going to say again, the hardest aspect of prayer is surrender. Surrendering to the will of God. Surrendering to the timing of God. Surrendering to sometimes when, God, I don't understand. You know what? Sometimes we don't understand why some people die. And sometimes we get angry and hung up on that. Listen to me. Do you realize that? Listen to You know, sometimes we think, well, you know what? Uh, I know how it's not God's will that sometimes children die. But that's not always true. I was reading in my devotions. Anybody ever read the, the story of, of Abijah? Abijah was the son of a wicked father named King Rehoboam. King, King Jeroboam. And King Jeroboam, just to tell you the story, uh, uh, Jeroboam was a, a, one of the wickedest kings uh, ever in the nation of Israel. And, and what happened was his son got sick. And his son's name was Abijah. And, his, and, and so he sent his wife to go to the prophet and say, go, go to the prophet and, and, and ask him about my son and, and see whether he's going to live. And, and she went to the prophet and the prophet said, no, your son is not going to live. He's going to die. He's not only going to die. Here's the reality. The, only, the reason why, listen what God went on to say. I'm going to read it to you so you can see it's in the Bible. I, I'm going to read 1 Kings chapter 14. 1 Kings chapter 14. I want to read. Listen to what he said. She told, the prophet told the woman, as you go back home, when you set your foot in the city, the boy will die. And all Israel will mourn him and bury him and bury him. Listen, he is the only one belonging to Jeroboam who will be buried because he is the only one he is the only one in the house of Jeroboam in whom the Lord, the God of Israel, has found anything good. Boy, that got my attention. Do you realize God took him because God wanted to protect him from the judgment? And God said, he's the only one that's good, so I'm, I'm going to take him because the rest of them I'm going to judge. Do you understand? See, sometimes we, our minds don't think that way. 
I've gone, listen, sometimes I've gone to hospitals and I've prayed for people. L last year when one of my members uh, was, was rushed to the hospital and, and they told me, listen, Pastor, come. They, we don't know what's happened. She's in a terrible accident. I'm going to be honest. I went in that room. I laid my hands on that cold body. I prayed God raised up. But you see, sometimes we pray what we want. And sometimes we don't understand why that happened. But sometimes, listen to me, one thing I've understand, see, that's why we got to see through the eye of eternity. We got to see through the eye of God. Because, see, listen to me, most people who, or who, your loved ones who've gone home to be with the Lord, they certainly wouldn't want to come back here. We want, because we want them near, but sometimes you don't understand that God has a higher purpose. And so that's why I've learned when I don't understand God, not my will, but let your will be done. Sometimes there's a purpose of God that I don't understand. And prayer is coming to the place to realize, God, I don't know it all. God, I don't understand everything. And that's why prayer means surrender. Because, it, it, because sometimes we, in our pride, we think we know it all. But we don't know it all. We don't understand the ways of God. Who can understand the mind of God? Who can understand His ways? His ways are past finding out. I'm not saying, listen to I'm not saying that every child that passed away, it was the will of God. Y'all understand? That's not what I'm saying. But what I am telling you that, that sometimes there are things that happen in life that we don't understand, but it's the will of God. And that's why we have to learn how to say, God, not my will. But let your will be done. That's why the, this is why it's so important to learn how to pray in the spirit. Because sometimes we don't know what to pray. Romans 8 says it this way. As I conclude, Romans 8, 26. In the same way the spirit helps our weaknesses. We don't know what we ought to pray for. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. Listen. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to God's will. Now listen, Jesus is our example. Imagine Jesus in the garden. Father, if there's any way possible, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Bring it down. Lord, I don't want to have to go to the cross. God, I, I don't want to be beaten. Father, I don't want to be nailed to a tree. Father, I don't want to be whipped that they won't even be able to recognize me. Father, I don't want them to spit on me and cuss me and pull my beard and, and pull the hair out of my head. Father, I don't want them to take all my clothes off, hang naked before a world with shame. Father, if it's any way possible, any way, God, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus, in his humanness, he didn't realize that the only way that you and I could be redeemed was through the cross. God, if there was any other way, Lord, please. But there was only one way, and it was through the cross. And sometimes we don't want to go through the cross. Sometimes we don't want to go through suffering. Sometimes we don't want to go through pain. But sometimes the joy is on the end, other end. Sometimes the victory is on the other end. Sometimes the deliverance is on the other end. 
And sometimes salvation comes through pain and through the difficulty. And so just as Jesus, being the Son of God, surrendered His will, and said, Father, not what I want, but what you want. Prayer is you and I surrendering our wills to a Heavenly Father who loves you perfectly, who never made a wrong decision, whose will is always good and always right. And He says, whatever you go through, I'm going to redeem if I allow it in your life, it's going to work for your good. Anything that comes in your life, I'm going to work it around. I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to work it for your good. That's the God we serve. And when we understand, according to Romans 8, 28, to those who love God, how many of you love God in here? I say, how many of you love God? Come on, how many of you love Him? Listen, hold your hand. How many of you love Him? If you love him, stand to your feet. Come on, we're going to close right. If you love him, just stand to your feet right there. And just as an act of surrender, just surrender, just hold your hands up. This is a universal sign all over the world. Raise hands, recognize I surrender. And some of you here today, I just sense from the Lord, there's things that you've been afraid to surrender. What would happen if what, if what if it don't go the way I think? What if it don't work out the way I want? What if it costs me pain? God, I, I, I don't want to go through the pain. But surrender, say, God, you know best. Your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. All over this room, whatever, listen to me, we got to surrender our families to God. We got to surrender our children. Sometimes we get in the way. Sometimes we're trying to control them, but we got to give them to Jesus. Because I've learned that God, the way God will work in their lives is often not the way you plan. What do you need to surrender? Sometimes we got to surrender our finances to the Lord. We got to surrender our possessions to the Lord. God, we got to surrender first and foremost our lives to you. And so Whatever that thing is today, I just sense all over, my, all over this place that some of you today, you're coming to a place, God. Lord, I want out. Sometimes we got to surrender when we got a right to get out. But God said, no, I want you to surrender. I want you to stay in. See, easy is sometimes getting out. But God said, no, I want you to stay in. And surrender is saying, Lord, not what I want, but what you want. Oh, yes, that's it. Come on, let's sing it right now. Father, I surrender. I surrender. Oh. If you need to surrender something to Jesus this morning, I just want you to come right here. I just say, if this word was for you this morning, just come right here. That's something you've wrestled with. And today, God said, if you need to surrender, today is the day. Bring it to me. Give it to me. Let me have it. Come on. Just come all over this altar. Come on. Come on. Just come right now. Whatever it is, you've been holding on to it. But God said, I've been trying to work in it. But you've been holding on. If you need to give it to Jesus today, just come right now. Just